This story happened many years ago during the time of the first place of Mikdash. The king of Persia, he got very sick and he was in his bed making sounds, crutching, you know, uh, moaning in pain. And his doctors, they tried to help him and they, for some reason, weren't doing too good of a job. He wasn't getting better. He was getting weaker and weaker. And they realized that if not, if they don't cure him somehow, the king was going to die. Until one day, the doctor said, you know, your majesty, we think we found a cure for you, a way to save you, is if you're going to drink the milk of a lion, you'll get better. So the king said, okay, good, go get me the milk of a lion. And he said it, and now, okay, go get the milk from the lion, but... Anybody have an idea, how do you get milk from a lion? I never saw milk from a lion for sale in the store. Even, I know it's not kosher, the lion's not kosher, but even, even in a kosher store, they don't have for sale milk of a lion. They can sell milk of cows, maybe from goats or something. But a lion, if you try to milk it, it might decide to, instead of you, instead of you drinking from it, it might decide to eat you. So they're, they're trying to think, how do I get milk from a lion? So they're thinking, they said, you know, you know what? I heard, I know there's a very great wise king of the Jews in the land of Israel called Shloimei. He's very brilliant. Let me ask him to figure it out. He's smart enough. So the king sent messengers with a big, big gift to the king. And then, you know, asking, your majesty, please, our king needs milk from the line. Can you please get us some milk somehow? You figure it out. So they came to the palace. And King Shlomo heard, and he called his general by the name of Benayahu. And Benayahu was also a very wise man. He was a big Tamil Chacham, learned a lot of Torah, and he's also a tzaddik. So the king said, so, how can we get milk from a lion? And Benayahu said, your majesty, if you give me ten goats, I'll get you the milk. Fine, no problem. Shlomo gave him, let him take ten goats. And Benayahu went to where the lion's cage is, the place where the, the den, where they hang out. And the messengers from the Persian king went with him. So he came a little, little bit far away from the lion. The lion saw him, this uh, mommy lion. And he took one of these goats and he th- threw it to the lion. So the lion sees a goat. It's a yummy supper, lunch, whatever time of the day it is. Breakfast, yummy meal for it. Lion jumps up and eats up the goat. Ah, delicious. Very nice. Okay. The next day, Benayahu came back again. And this time, he was still standing far away, but he came a little bit closer. And lion's looking at him. He takes another goat and throws it to the lion. Lion jumps up, eats up the goat. Ah, delicious meal. Okay. The next day, he came back. He came a little bit closer. And each day, he's coming a little bit closer to the lion, coming closer and closer, and throwing it a goat. And the lion's eating it up. Came the tenth day, and when the lion saw him, the lion was already friendly, and didn't like uh, make any scary sounds, and I was happy to see him. That's he's holding a goat. So he came right up to the lion, and the lion was nice to him, didn't bite him, didn't hit anything. He gave the goat to the lion, the lion's eating, and he started to take out milk, the way you milk a cow, but milking a lion. And the lion let him. So he filled up a jug with milk from a lion. So now he's holding this precious jug of lion milk. 
I went back to the messenger and said, here, here's the milk. They were all excited. Ah, I don't know if they said Baruch Hashem because they're going, but okay, they got the milk. They get to go bring it back to their king. First they went to King Shlomai, they thanked him, and they started to head back to their country, which back then it took a little while to get back. There were no airplanes, no cars and trains, they had to walk or take horses or whatever it was. So one night, when they were on the way back, one of the messengers of the king had a strange dream. In his dream, different parts of his body, body were arguing with each other. Now, I never saw a person's feet and hands and different parts of a person's body talking. I mean, maybe make some sounds in the stomach if you're hungry, whatever. But usually just the tongue talks, the mouth. But in a dream, funny things can happen. So in his dream, different parts of his body were talking and arguing. And the legs called out and said, you know, we are the most important part of the body. Look, if not for the legs walking in to where the lion was, no one could do anything. We could do nothing. They're probably talking about the legs of this uh, Benayahu. But anyways, they're saying the legs are the most important. Look, because the legs walked there, that's how uh, the whole thing worked out. We got the milk. And the hands screamed back, what? How dare you say that? Ridiculous. You say you're more important than us in the hands? If not for the hands, how did how did the lion get milked? We, the hands, had to squeeze out the milk from the lion to fill it up. Nothing would happen without the hands. The eyes said, hey, ha, you think you're something important without the eyes? If not for the eyes, you wouldn't know where to go, nothing. You wouldn't have to find the lions then, no, nothing. And then the heart said, ah, you guys are all wrong. Guess who thought of the plan? I did. And the heart came the idea. I thought about it. You would be nothing, not for me. So the tongue was listening quietly the whole time. And now it all of a sudden it spoke up. And it said, my friends, believe me. Without me, all you guys are lost. I am the most important part. And as soon as the tongue said that, all these different parts of the body that were arguing, they all started laughing. And they all started making fun of the tongue. And they said, you, tongue... You're important? Ha! Ha! You should be embarrassed to yourself even thinking that. And you're not respecting us. Who are you? You are stuck inside the mouth. People barely ever see you. And you don't even have a bone. You're not strong like us. You're a soft piece of nothing. Yeah! You're, you're nobody important. So the tongue got insulted, was upset, and embarrassed. <laughs> That's what they're telling me? Okay. I'll show them who's boss. I'll show them. They can't do anything without me. Okay. That was the tongue thought to itself. The messenger woke up, and he remembered his strange dream. What a weird dream. Some parts of my body was more important. Okay, fine. Came to the king's palace, and they rushed him in to where the king's bed was, and he brought the thing of the milk, and he said, Your Majesty, look, I brought you the jug of the dog's milk. Here, drink it, you'll feel better. That's about how his tongue said the word dog instead of like, line and the king said what you brought me milk from a dog you're making fun of me guards take this man and hang him right away I'm killed okay the guards come they start dragging away this messenger and they start preparing the gallows with a rope and all of a sudden the whole body starts shaking and saying we're gonna die now uh." so the tongue told other parts of the body hey didn't I tell you that you guys are on I'm more, I'm more important. You guys are nothing compared to me. 
Listen, because of me, we're all, everyone's going to die now. All the hands, feet, heart, everyone, eyes. I could, if I save you, will you admit I'm the boss? I'm the, really the king of you? And they thought, oh, yeah, we will. Just you save us. We admit you're here. Okay. So all of a sudden, Tong started talking again. And the Tong told the guards, I have something very important. I must tell the king right now. Uh, okay, fine. Kind of like, they brought him back to the king. I said, your majesty, please tell me, why did you ask for me to get killed? I said, uh, what do you mean? You didn't listen to me. I told you to go bring milk from a lion and you brought from a dog. I said, your majesty, does it make a difference to you what I call it? If it's going to help you and save you and get you better, does it make a difference what name I call the milk? In my language, we say dog for a lion. Where the place I come from. So I got milk from a lion, but I, I said dog, that, whatever, that's just how we call it. I just said it by accident, that's how we, how we call it. So the king heard, said, uh huh, it's really from a lion. Okay, fine, let me try it. Because, anyways, he thought he was going to die if not for this drinking the, the medicine. So he drank the milk and he got better. So he said, okay, fine, they're not going to kill you. Okay, you can go, thank you. So now all the parts of the body said, tongue, okay, we admit you are the ruler, you're in charge. And we learn from the story is that life and death depend on the tongue. A person can be very smart, very successful, everything. If he says good words with his tongue, says words of Torah, word kind words to other people, he'll have life. If he says not good words, bad, very bad things can happen from a tongue. People can say wrong words and make a whole fight and an argument. Wars, can, wars happen because of the tongue. And kings got angry at each other. A lot of people die. With the, with the tongue, the power of the mouth, saying good words, a person can get life and good things and mitzvahs from him in this world and good things in the world to come.